1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
0: hey there it's ryan seacrest for safeway now that spring is here it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine
2: You don't have to dip forever, you know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy, I dipped for so long, and what would happen is I would decide I'm gonna quit. That's it's bad for me, I'm gonna quit. I'm a man, I don't need any help, I'm just gonna quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch, that didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds, I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Culture, culture war. We've lost the culture. We have to win the culture. Culture, culture, culture. You hear the word culture all the time now, especially from the right. You've heard it from me, but what is it? What actually is it? How do you define it? What does that mean? We'll talk about that tonight. We'll talk about more unsurprising Cuomo corruption and why you need to move. And finally, is the vice president okay? All That's coming up right now on I'm Right. The culture war. We have to win the culture war. We've lost the culture. We need the culture back. We have the culture. Culture matters. Culture doesn't matter. Culture, culture, culture. That is the buzzword of buzzwords. I and mean, I'm not pointing fingers. I've used it myself about 10,000 times because I say it's pretty much the only thing that matters. What you don't hear often, though, is what actually is it? What is culture? What does culture mean? Well, I'll put it to you this way. I got an email yesterday, an email from actually a fan of mine in Switzerland. Lady, homeschools her kids, husband, she's a farm family in Switzerland. I know, who knew? But she goes into how insane people in Switzerland think Donald Trump was and how incredibly sane and successful and awesome people think Joe Biden was, is in Switzerland. Why? Well, she goes into it in detail. Every single thing they turn on over there is a story about that crazy Trump, evil Trump, fascist Trump, Nazi Trump, 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 Trump. Trump's the enemy. Joe Biden, well, look at this saintly reasonable statesman out there. Now, what I'm talking to you about is culture. It's actually not about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. We're not really going into those things tonight. But that is culture. Culture is what your eyes see and your ears hear. And it's what you're watching, what you're listening to. What is it telling you? What is it telling you about right and wrong? What is good? What is bad? When I was a child, there, were, there, were, there was this thing called TGIF. Thank God it's Fridays. I think it was on ABC. I may have that wrong. But on Friday nights, my parents would have a bunch of my family members over, and all the cousins would come over to my house. You know what we would do when we were done running around outside, playing tag and doing all the crazy things kids did back then? We would go downstairs, and we would watch Full House and Family Matters every single night. Full House was that show with the three dads trying to raise the girls the right way. Family Matters was that show where the dad was the cop and they had, they had the kids and always trying to teach them right and wrong and life lessons and things like that. You just did that back then. And you could do that back then as a parent. You could send your child downstairs to watch Full House and Family Matters. Why? Well, they're going to go down and they're going to learn the right things about right and wrong. Stealing, friends, bullying, gossip. They're just basics about that put your kid in front of Friday TV now? Friday night, you're going to put your kid in front of ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox? Are you? Are you really? Have you seen what's on TV now? No, you're not going to because the culture has shifted. The culture is your window into what you're seeing, and it is distorted, and sometimes it's a complete alternate reality. How alternate is that reality? Well, How many millions of Americans are still out there driving around right now in a car by themselves with a face mask on? How many? However you feel about masks, explain the science behind driving around by yourself with a face mask on. How many Americans out there right now, how many millions of Americans out there right now believe cops are hunting down black men for their skin color in this country? How many genuinely believe that? We don't have a single statistic that proves that, but how many genuinely believe that? Okay, lots. Let's just agree lots. Why do they believe that? Because that's what their eyes have seen and that's what their ears have heard. That's culture. That is culture. That's why we have such a growing population of flat-out anti-American people who are American in this country, because their eyes tell them America sucks and their ears are telling them America sucks. Speaking of putting your kids in front of the TV and letting them watch a show or two was not uncommon again in my day as I laid out. It wasn't just full house and family matters. It was, of course, you know, Dukes of Hazard. It was Sesame Street. If you're anywhere close to my age, who didn't watch Sesame Street as a child? ABCs, Math Problems, Oscar the Grouch, Big Bird, Bert and Ernie, all these things now. Yeah, Sesame Street, they, uh, they have a new, they have a cast, they have new Black Muppets. So you, and mo- more importantly, your child can learn about racial equity. That's right. You see, when I was six, seven years old, I would sit down in front of Sesame Street if my parents let me watch some TV, and I'd learn about the ABCs and being nice to your neighbor. Your child gets to sit down in front of major television, and they get to learn about how evil and racist they are and how evil and racist America is. That's culture. That's what I mean by culture. That's how it's shifted. I mean, CNN, CNN and Sesame Street go together like peas in a pod. Black lives
1: matter! Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Oh, Daddy, oh, Emma doesn't understand. What's happening? Why are all these people together?
2: Oh, we're, they're gathering together to protest.
1: Protest? Oh, Emma uh, doesn't understand. What's a
2: protest? Oh, a a protest is when people come together to show they are upset and disagree about something. They want to make others aware of the problem. Through protesting, people are able to share their feelings and work together to make things better. They look upset.
0: are, Are the protesters sad?
2: They are sad and upset. And they have every right to be, Elmo. People are upset because racism is a huge problem in our country that's what little johnny's sitting down to watch when you put him in front of sesame street that's what i mean by culture and how many parents out there not bad parents not evil people not that i'm able to lecture anybody on being a bad parent but not evil people how many parents out there busy Maybe both parents work. Maybe they're not paying attention. How many parents out there grew up, as I did, watching Sesame Street, and they still take little Billy and little Jenny, and they put them in front of the TV? Here, son. Uh, 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 Dad has to work. Uh, sorry. Mom does, too. Uh, just just watch some Sesame Street for an hour. What's that kid learning about himself, about his country? You see what I mean? Communism is a religion of domination and they were never, ever, ever going to let you have your kids. They were never going to let you have your schools. They weren't going to let you have your innocent daytime programs. They weren't going to let you have your church. That's why I had to leave mine a year ago when I got lectured about my white privilege from the pulpit. They're coming for all of it. All of it. But it's just Sesame Street, right? I mean, they just had had that rapper. What's the big deal? They had that rapper Lil Nas X on the show. Talking with kids, joking with kids. Remember, this is a kid's show. It's all about the kids. Just, just have fun with them, Lil Nas X. No big deal. I mean, who cares? That's cool, right? It's cool. Get a rapper on there. Yeah, this is Lil Nas X. He's the one. Uh, yeah, we blurted out so you didn't have to watch it. He's the one giving Satan a lap dance in his new video. They're coming for your kids. That's not a fear tactic. That's a fact. And I want you to understand how they think. I I need you to understand how they think. No, I do not think these people think they're working for the now collapsed by the grace of God Soviet Union. These people don't even really know they're communists. They are cultural Marxists and how they think is this. They do believe 100% that America is an evil place, a racist, evil, anti-women, anti-gay place. They believe America should be punished because of that. It is not exceptional. It is not as great. It is not great. It is an evil place that deserves to be brought to its knees. That is how they think. That is how they think. And because of that, they don't look at your church, your kids, your Sesame Street, your anything and say to themselves, you know, let's leave that alone. That's not appropriate. They are as committed to the religion of communism as you are to whatever religion you choose to follow. And until you accept that, you will never defeat these people. You can't even watch sports anymore. I've yelled about this before because I was such a sports fan. You can't even watch sports anymore without being bashed over the face with this cultural Marxist America sucks crap and again, not a single one of those IQ of $57 you see out there right now with their knees for the national anthem, oh, America sucks, oh, I'm a millionaire, but America still sucks, not a single one of those people, not one of them, thinks they're a communist. I mean, the Black Lives Matter people, to their credit, are at least willing to admit so on camera. Remember, we got the, one of the founders on camera saying, oh, we're trained Marxists, but All those people think they have some special axe to grind against this evil, racist country we have, this country that hates women and black people and blah, 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 blah. And they're committed. They're committed to bringing that evil country to its knees. By the grace of God, people are starting to tune out parts of the culture. Sports viewership habits and social justice messaging. This is via Yahoo News slash YouGov. They did a poll on it. 34.5% overall watch less sports. Outstanding. Good. 53% of Republicans watch less sports. 38.6% of independents watch less sports. My problem with that, though, is this. 53% of Republicans watch less sports. Why only 53%? Okay, Democrat, do you have an excuse? Independent, relatively non-political. okay, I'll give you a pass. It's fine if you're not into politics. You're probably happier than the rest of us. You're a Republican, and only half of them are watching less sports? And I'm not here to judge you. You tuned into the Super Bowl like I told you before, the Super Bowl. Fine, I get it. I didn't. I get it. But you and I are never going to defeat devoutly, devoutly religious people with this passive mentality. Oh, man, they hate America and the flag. But hey, buddy, I got to watch my saints. That's the kind of mentality that has lost us the entire culture. It is. It is. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't believe in it, but it's okay. It was fast forward through the commercials. That's how we lost. That's how we took a tiny minority, the American Marxists, that's how they took over every single cultural institution in this country, that kind of mentality. Oh, live and let live, I'm sure it'll be fine. And these people are out there right now, what are they saying about you? You're Hitler.
0: Do you really think Donald Trump is comparable to Adolf Hitler?
2: And I feel very strongly
3: that he is Mussolini, Putin is
1: Hitler. criticism of the president comparing him
3: uh, to Nazis and
1: Goebbels and Hitler. Find me a better analogy of another leader of a Western democracy describing all people of one religion as inherently defective or disqualified or dangerous. And that's what the president has done when it comes to Muslims.
3: That is exactly why Donald Trump is compared to Hitler. Your reaction to what you heard at that rally in North Carolina
0: from President Trump overnight?
3: It was more reminiscent of, of Germany during the beginnings of the Hitler regime.
2: That's not some jerkwater college student on the street corner with his stupid little sign, ah, Donald Trump's Hitler. Those are United States congressmen. That's where you are now. Now, let me ask you something. Your culture is rotted filth. It has been taken away from you and I because of our, not pointing fingers, because of our passiveness. How passive are you going to be? Well, how committed are you to making sure your child doesn't grow up in a country like this? All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells. Whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. We have to kick these people out of office. Those scumbags at the end there, we have to replace them with patriots who love the United States of America. I'm not trying to be cliche here, but that's the truth. We have a serious patriotism deficit in this country. Mammoth Nation is out there identifying these candidates and supporting their runs for Congress. You, you could help Mammoth Nation do this while helping yourself a bit. That's right, you become a member of Mammoth Nation. And look, I'm a lifetime member. I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done. I'm a lifetime member of Mammoth Nation. You get to support these people running for office and you get discounts, a lot of them, at all the things you love, travel, shopping, telehealth, wireless, more things than I can list. Go become a member today at mammothnation.com slash Jesse. We'll be back. I'm going to tell you something, and, 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 I, and, and I mean this, all right? I want you to understand something. I'm going to talk about my favorite thing in the world, me. I have moved all over the country. It's just how my life turned out that way. I have lived in Ohio, Montana, California for a long time, Arizona, Washington, D.C., multiple places in Texas. I, I, I've moved all over the United States of America. And I'm going to tell you something, and I mean it. I cannot explain to you how much better it is when you leave a blue area and go to a red area. When you leave an area where you are surrounded by people who don't share your values and you get to an area where people do share your values. It's the little experiences you have all day, every day that make your quality of life light years better. I am so committed to this concept that I packed up my entire family and moved from Washington, D.C. to the suburbs of Texas without a job just so I could live around the culture I wanted to live around. I know it's not possible for everybody. I'm telling you right now, if it's possible, do it. Because if you don't do it, well, the states are going hard left too. Even left states are going hard left. And you know what it's like to live under corruption like that, to have a scumbag governor and scumbag mayor and everybody's dirty leftist scum? It's awful. Have you seen this? Have you seen this stuff? The the New York State Department of Health, they have a man named Howard Zucker, and he's a special... You know what? Here, play it. What are my options here? And if you sit in my shoes, there are a handful of options and I'm sure Beth can speak to this more, there's the options of fines, there's the options of enforcement, there's the options of shaming everyone and saying, I can't believe these people aren't doing this. Um, And I'm not trying to be difficult with all of these, but the bottom line is, these are residents of these nursing homes and there are vaccines put aside for them and the nursing home administrators pick them up and get them into the arms of those residents and the staff as well. And anything shy of
4: that
0: is just, you know, just irresponsible. But setting that aside,
3: it is absolute malpractice to have these vaccines available and have not picked them up.
0: And I would think that each and every medical director at these facilities should feel personal jeopardy for their medical licenses.
2: You heard it. That's what it's like. Do this, or you'll lose your medical license. There you have. It. That's what it's like. Did you see this about Cuomo? Not that we're surprised about this at all. You know how you've been waiting for a vaccine. If you're if you're going to take it, which again, it's totally up to you. But if you're going to take the vaccine, you've been waiting for one. Hopefully, it comes becomes available. I'm trying to get in. I'm in line. I'm on the list. Guess who was first in line? Quote, in the early days of this pandemic, when there was a heavy emphasis on contract tracing, we were absolutely going above and beyond to get people tested, including in some instances going to people's homes and door to door in places like New Rochelle to take samples from those believed to have been exposed to COVID in order to identify cases and prevent additional ones. Among those we assisted were members of the general public, including legislators, reporters, state workers, and their families who feared they had contracted the virus and had the capability to further spread it. Let me just read that one more time. Legislators, reporters, state workers and their families. You read that right when it came to testing, and now undoubtedly when it comes to the vaccine you're all wait, waiting around for. Guess who was first in line? Friends of the governor. I am telling you, and you know I love New York I mean, New York City. It's one of my favorite places. If it's at all possible, get out. This wasn't even meant to pick on New York or Andrew Cuomo, although I've done that plenty. This was meant to let you know. This stuff doesn't get better. Leftist states, communist states, they are corrupt. By their very nature, they're corrupt because the government runs everything. And when you acquire that much power, well, corruption comes with it. Get out and get to a red state. Life is better. I promise you. Life is better. All right. I know. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888 84 Or go to com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Oh, that home title theft is not exactly one of those things that's on the top of your mind. But think about this. Think about how often you hear about credit card theft and credit card protection. You got to guard those credit cards. You got to do this for your credit cards. Be careful of credit card theft. I've had my credit card number stolen multiple times. Guess how much money it has cost me? Nothing. Not a single penny. Why? Because... Everyone who's ever experienced this knows if your credit card company is worth anything, you pick up the phone and say, yeah, my credit card got stolen. I didn't do this, this, and this. And you know what they say every single time? Oh, okay, we'll take those charges off and mail you a new card. Thank you. That's not not ruining lives. Home title theft is ruining lives. And you're not picking up the phone and telling that lending institution, oh, hey, I didn't take the loan out. You want to take that? You want to take that off? That ain't how it works, Jack. You're either going to be evicted from your home, or you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees getting this thing unwound. Or you can just go get Home Title Lock. They'll shut it down right away. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, use the promo code RADIO, and I'll get you 30 days for free. We'll be back. I have big, hard-hitting reporting coming the people covering Joe Biden get this he gave up all sweets for Lent he told us before boarding Air Force One in Delaware you have no idea how hard it is for me and hold on get this get this you ready for this he misses ice cream joining me now to talk about this hard-hitting journalism and other things is Ken the court founder of the media action network Ken can you believe this bombshell coming out of the White House today
3: You know, I got to say, I was a little disappointed. Um, um, I'm waiting to find out where he stands on pineapples on pizza before I decide (laughs) the Republican stand. Uh, Yes, of course, we can believe it. You and I, we predicted it. We're like, these people are going to go from rabbit attack animals to the biggest bunch of lap dogs you've ever seen, Uh, uh, certainly in the early parts of his presidency, as time goes on and and they start forgetting a little bit about the evil Donald Trump waiting in the wings, Uh, some forces will come back and criticize him. But uh, look, we're getting close to the Obama years. The Obama still, uh, they they still uh, treated him a little bit more kindly than any president in my lifetime. But Biden will get there, Biden will get there.
2: Uh, Are they ever gonna get frustrated, like frustrated enough they're trying to get him out because they know Kamala Harris, horrible as she is, is just waiting there? Because I can see that happening, Ken. You can you can run cover for somebody for so long. You know, you can take care of your neighbor's dog while he's skiing in the mountains for so long. After about day five, you're going to get kind of sick of that. Aren't they going to get tired of carrying around this gigantic just tub of goo? You know, I think uh, it's it's
3: probably more political that, that they're going to view him as not as woke as he needs to be. Certainly Kamala or Kamala or... Every time I mispronounce her name, I'm afraid of committing a hate crime. Uh, every every, you know they are to the left of Joe Biden for the most part. So I, I suspect at a certain point you'll you'll see some of that politics come out. Again, they're still basking in the orange man gone glow right now. Oh,
2: Ken, initially when this Hunter Biden garbage came out about the gun, it was an awful sounding story. For those who don't remember it, Hunter Biden apparently lied on his forms to get a gun, got a gun. And then he was in a relationship with his dead brother's wife who takes the gun and chucks the gun. And then the Secret Service shows up where he bought the gun to cover for him. It's just that it's it's. It's just as gross in Washington as Washington gets. And now they're out there talking about how he might receive a fine or jail time. Please tell me, Ken LaCourte, how many days in jail is Hunter Biden going to (laughs) spend?
3: You know, it wasn't quite as good as him leaving the crack pipe and crack and some Secret Service credentials in the rental car that he returned. (laughs) but, uh, But it's a runner up, isn't it? Or Or... Hey, uh, Joe Biden's son. We, you know, we did. We pulled all these strings because you're kind of an old man, uh, uh, militarily wise. But you wanna, you wanna join the National Guard, just so you know they're gonna give you a drug test. He shows up, and everybody's like, well, he eventually bounced out. He he bounced out on day one that he showed up for guard, <laughs> National Guard service, with drugs in his system. He later came out and said he was up late night the night before. He went to a bar. Somebody gave him a cigarette, and you know, oh, maybe yeah. that was laced with Coke, because that always happens to me, you know, happens all the time to me.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I mean, obviously, that just happened to me last night. I'm still high right now, Ken, because I just went out to a bar and just went outside to burn a heater, and someone's like, hey, sniff this white powder and smoke this, and I, I mean, I'll probably get fired today, at least people. Honestly, it's like... Having the Secret Service show up where you bought a gun, when you're not even under Secret Service protection at the time, at the time to try to bully the gun shop owner to giving up the records is like something you would see out of a B movie on on USA at midnight for, about politics. It's that hacky and terrible. He's he's the
3: Billy Carter of this uh, generation. He's even worse. He's even worse than poor bully. He was just a drunk um uh, you know and and the larger questions still remain look we know that he's a messed up guy that kept stumbling upwards and becoming a millionaire based on his dad's name and every time his dad took over a committee or a portion of government all of a sudden there was the kid being like well now i'm now i'm a banking industry expert no 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 now i'm uh, i'm all about chinese foreign currency i mean you know that's kind of how the way washington works and he's probably one of the more obscene examples of that um, um, I still think that there needs to be a serious look into uh, what the family knew, what what Joe Biden did or didn't do on behalf of his idiot son, uh, especially when it you know still back to the Burisma stuff. I mean that was that was awful. It was it was a manipulation of of U.S. foreign power. If if there's any truth to all of the smoke that's out there, which hasn't yet been proven, but it's a lot of smoke with a smoky guy.
2: Ken, you are a wealth of information when it comes to this stuff, and obviously you're somebody who takes your profession very seriously. One of the more serious people I know as far as dotting the, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So let me ask you this. What do you believe his father's involvement was in all this garbage? I'm not asking you to prove it in a court of law. What do you believe?
3: Sure. The the, the primary one that, again, I can't prove, but, but the government's not looking into it, is that when this flight, well, wasn't a fly by not company when this, this barisma which was built literally it was a company built on on a, a government official selling the natural gas rights of the country to himself. You know, I mean via third you know via shell companies in Cyprus and when everybody was turning on on that guy probably justifiably so he hired on hunter biden and a bunch of dc insiders and a matter of weeks later joe biden was representing the united states as vice president and demanding this guy be this guy step down all in the name of of anti corruption of course and he would no oh, no that was the opposite that my son would work that I, you know, I don't believe that he didn't know that. Uh, I, you know, in, until I see both of them on a lie detector test. Well, not the kid, but, but the well, Joe doesn't remember anymore. So you know, I guess I guess that's kind of stupid to say. But uh, that that was a was was very likely a perversion of U.S. foreign policy. Oh, and then by and you know, not for nothing, when when Trump was like, hey, we have got to look into this stuff, and calls them up and is like, what was going on there? Look into this. He gets impeached for it. <laughs> he couldn't write this crap.
2: It's just unbelievable. Well, I don't know if you saw, Ken, but the AP, Associated Press, they have some new instructions for their reporters. You know, just our journalists, they're out there looking out for us. They are basically the defenders of democracy. Quote, we should avoid or at least be highly cautious about referring to the present situation as a crisis on our own, although we may quote others using that language. They're, of course referring to the absolute crisis on the border, my question is similar to the first one though, how long can the media cover up what's happening down there? because Ken, I, I don't I'm sure you've heard it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fair question. I mean, look, they're
3: they're closing down the convention center in San Diego and putting refugees coming up because look, hey, you know, if I was a refugee, it's like, hey, the guy who hates me and wanted to throw me in jail if I came to the border got unelected, maybe. And and the guy who says everything's cool is, in, is running the White House. What would you do if you had a family? I would be I would have so been in, inside the United States, cooking across the border. You know, you live in Honduras or you live in one of those camps with the little tinfoil on it for a little bit and then get into the United States and then have the Democrats courting you until you become a citizen so you can vote for them. That's, that's better than living in Honduras. I've been to Honduras.
2: Ken, let me ask you. There's a lot of talk on the right. We hear this all the time. There's talk on the right about Joe Biden is doing this on purpose. The Democrats are doing this on purpose so then they can pass a gigantic amnesty bill and hand every one of these guys a voting card and Democrats will be elected until the end of time. While I certainly think they would want to do that, is that something that's even vaguely realistic or possible?
3: You know, I think that both of those things are true. I'm just not sure if they're linked. In other words, their permissive attitude and them saying, "Hey, come on in, what the hell," um, uh, you know. I mean, they they spent months on the campaign trail saying that they would never put kids in jails, that they would uh, they would never do these things, that that they would stop deportations. I mean, they sent all of the signals, and then clearly, the Democratic Party knows that every every illegal person coming up from the South, they have a 80% chance of converting into a Democratic voter at some point in the future. I mean, how many people have we mass deported from the United States in, I don't know, the last 100 years, let's say? You know, not too many. Um, so I, I think that both of those things exist. I just don't think that they're playing 4D chess and really link
2: those two things necessarily. Ken LaCourte, everybody. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Dick. Always fun. All right.
0: For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
2: I'm I'm not going to point any fingers. You know I don't do that, but I'm going to tell you this. I know what it's like to quit dipping. I dipped tobacco for years. And I I genuinely mean that. I don't mean I had one at a party. Years and years and years and years. I was dipping before I joined the Marines. And Lord knows that number did not go down while I was in the Marines. And then after the Marines, I I loved it. I never even got to a place where I thought to myself, oh, I, I don't like this anymore. I always liked it. And so because I was that guy, and maybe you're that guy, I needed help, like real help to quit. No, I'm not talking rehab center help. I needed some way to transition my way off it. I I tried gum. I tried that stupid patch. I I tried all of it. Jake's Mint Chew is what actually works. It's tobacco-free and it's nicotine-free. So as you're transitioning off it, you're not staying on it, really. It's also sugar-free. And they have 11 different flavors of long cuts, so you can try them all and figure out which one works best for you. And they have CBD pouches. I'll be honest with you. I didn't see this coming. Even people who are quitting smoking have emailed me saying, hey, I use these CBD pouches at home. I use these CBD pouches at work. They take the edge off and they help me quit. Go to jakesmintchew.com. When you do that, use the promo code JESSE. That's J-E-S-S-E. Get 20% off. We'll be back. There are some things I hear out there from the right that have to be corrected, and one of those things is this. Oh, screw California. Just leave it for the communists. Uh, One, California is our biggest and, frankly, most important state. Two, it's absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you've ever spent any time there. And three, there are a lot of really great Republicans in California. I believe they're number one or two for most Republicans in America. We can't just chuck them in the ditch. So joining me to talk about that now and other things is California Representative Kevin Kiley. He's also the author of the book, Recall Newsom: The Case Against America's Most Corrupt Governor. Kevin, um, please tell me why he's America's most corrupt governor, and I'm praying you get rid of him.
4: Well, first of all, thank you for the, the sentiment uh, and about not forgetting us here in California because uh, I do think that uh, you know we have a real opportunity to turn things around right now. And uh, you know, Gavin Newsom has actually given us that opportunity. He's made it so clear for everyone in our state to see just how corrupt our state government uh, has become. And he's made that uh, clearer than ever over the course of this last year in directing the single worst response to COVID-19 in the United States, if not the larger Western world, um, as perhaps the leading example of that At this very moment, California remains the last state in the country to get the kids back to school. We're 50th out of 50. In fact, half of the kids in America who won't see the inside of a classroom this year live in California, and the reason for that is because it serves the political agenda and interests of Gavin Newsom's biggest political contributor, the California Teachers Association.
2: Okay, could you connect those two worlds for me, Kevin? Because we've, we've heard about that a lot, about how it's the teachers' unions, this, and, and they're working with the governors. And, th- and. Why does it benefit a teachers' union to not be teaching?
4: <laughs> well, there's a, there are a lot of things that go into it, but basically the strategy from the beginning was this. They wanted to create this total shutdown, uh, a long-term closure of schools, and then that would create a position to negotiate out of where they could demand everything that they've ever wanted. And so that's what we're seeing is they're demanding more money. They're demanding, uh, you know, all of the the, the entire political agenda. They want to close charter schools that they had before COVID. They're now trying to use that uh, as uh, use the closures as leverage uh, to extract those concessions. And that was the plan from the very beginning. That's why they instructed Newsom to shut California schools down, which he all too willingly did. Uh, And it's why we are where we are right now.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm... I'm a cynical person by nature, and I'm always cynical when it comes to these blue, blue states actually doing anything meaningful against their corrupt politicians. It's not that I think people there are idiots. I just think Democrats are going to vote for Democrats and Republicans are going to vote for Republicans in general. So tell me why I shouldn't be cynical about the recall Gavin Newsom thing.
4: Well, I think that the last year has scrambled that dynamic in a way that we really haven't seen before. I mean, people, uh, you know, maybe are not always paying super close attention to what goes on at our state capitol. A lot of the, you know, the political environment is consumed uh, by what's on, you know, on national TV, on national politics. But over the course of the last year, you know, the most basic facets of people's daily lives uh, have been controlled by the whims uh, of our state government and, and Gavin Newsom in particular. And so that's given people, I think, a window into all that is wrong with our state government, into the corruption uh, that has been causing California's decline for a long time and has brought our, that decline into a, a total freefall over the course of this last year. So when you look at who's supporting the recall of Newsom, hundreds of thousands of Democrats and independents uh, signed the recall petition. A recent poll showed that over 50% of Democrats and independents would be open to ousting Newsom in the recall. And I, so I think that right now, with the public very engaged, incredibly dissatisfied, angry about what's been done to them, to their kids, to their communities, uh, this is a moment where you can have a major political realignment.
2: Okay. Uh, what has him so mad? I, I mean, it's not like Gavin Newsom has done anything out of the norm for a Democrat. Is it the schools? Is it the restaurants? Is it the, the him getting caught out at restaurants after shutting down restaurants? What has people so hacked off?
4: Well, you know, Gavin Newsom actually has done things out of the norm. We've been worst in just about every category when it comes uh, to COVID-19 over the course of this last year. We've had the most severe lockdowns by any measure. We were the last state in the country where you could open up uh, you know, a, uh, a restaurant or go into a, a gym or uh, you know hold a public event like a wedding or a charity function, a funeral. Uh, we, as I mentioned, have had the longest and most severe and most harmful school closures. We've had the most incompetent unemployment department, which has kept millions of people waiting for benefits, while there's been a fraud perpetrated uh, by criminals uh, getting 31 billion in fraudulent unemployment benefits. We had a botched vaccine rollout and we're 50th out of the 50 in getting that distributed uh, for quite a while. And uh, the list goes on and on. And uh, the numbers you just put up uh, speak for themselves. California has the second highest unemployment in the country right now. We've had the worst learning loss in our schools because of the most severe school
2: closures. And we haven't really gotten
4: anything for it. Our public health outcomes have been poor as
2: well. Are we seeing, uh, I mean, it's popular in conservative circles on the right to talk about some mass exodus of Republicans fleeing the state or even independents and Democrats fleeing the state because of how terrible the government is. But do the numbers actually bear that out? Are people just fleeing California the way they were heading there in 1949?
4: They do. That's exactly right. Last year, uh, as a matter of fact, we had uh, the, the slowest population growth Uh, in a century. According to U-Haul's study, we are uh, 50th out of 50, or I guess you should say we're first when it comes to being the most popular state uh, to leave. And one survey, even before COVID-19, showed that 53% of Californians are thinking of leaving. I mean, that is called a failed state when over half your people want out. So it is absolutely true. I can tell you, I lose constituents every day. If I go to an event and I ask people there, who here is thinking of leaving, over half the people will raise their hand. If I said, who has a close friend who's left in the last year, everyone will raise their hand. And it's such a shame because California has so much to offer in terms of our, you know, our, the natural beauty and the weather and our amazing companies and people and culture. And it's all just been overwhelmed by the failure of our politics. And that has never been exemplified by anyone more than by Gavin Newsom.
2: Well, that worries me for people like you, because you're not getting elected again if all the Republicans in your district flee the state and all that's left is Democrats. And uh, even though I don't live in California, nor do I have any intention of doing so ever again, I don't want the entire state to be a sea of blue. Is that something that concerns you?
4: Well, it does to some extent, but I'll say the exodus is not merely a Republican phenomenon. I mean, you see people of all uh, you know, backgrounds, all walks of life, all party affiliations, all income levels who just struggle to get by in California, who can't get a decent education for their kids or can't afford to live here. I mean, California has the highest poverty rate in the United States. We have the second highest inequality in the United States. And it's because of corrupt policies uh, that again, Gavin Newsom epitomizes that have richly ritually awarded special interest groups in California while making it incredibly
2: difficult for ordinary Californians to get by. Kamala Harris. Sadly, that is the number one export from your state is Kamala Harris right now. At least she's number one on everybody's mind. She's now our vice president. I think anybody with two eyes and two ears thinks she'll be president with, within four years. What are we getting stuck with when that lady sits in the Oval Office?
4: Well, I mean, she has uh, obviously uh, been on the wrong side of, of many issues here in California. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'd say that actually California uh, is threatening to export a lot more uh, nationally. I mean, Gavin Newsom wrote this delusional letter to Joe Biden on the day of his inauguration, uh, claiming that, that that he should copy California's, quote, policy innovations. He told Biden oh. that California is the roadmap to success Uh, for his administration and sure enough some California officials other than just Kamala Harris such as Javier Becerra who became uh, Biden's uh, Health and Human Services Secretary or Gavin Newsom's Labor Secretary who presided over the unemployment mess she took the second job uh, in the Biden administration and now you have uh, what's called the PRO Act going through uh, Congress which is in many ways modeled on uh, what's known as AB5 here in California, one of the most corrupt laws in US history, which has put tens of thousands of independent contractors out of
2: work. So explain this AB5 to me, please. Yeah, so
4: AB5, it's sort of uh, most closely associated with Uber and Lyft drivers. Uh, it basically uh, wants to convert all of them into uh, full-fledged uh, employees who are subject Uh, to union dues. Um, Now actually they've been exempted from the law because of a ballot initiative, but you have literally hundreds of professions that remain ensnared by it. The law basically makes it impossible Uh, to be your own boss if you're a freelancer like you know certain types of of writers or musicians or uh, even like birthday clowns and uh, mall Santas, uh, translators and interpreters. All of these folks just immediately lost their ability to earn a living with one stroke of Gavin Newsom's pen and in fact a lot of national companies will now say on their application sorry we can't hire from California and it's all driven by the big massive unions that want to try to you know eliminate independent work uh, so that they can get more revenue.
2: Kevin Kylie, wish you all the best out there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. We're not done. Hang on. Is the vice president okay? Hey, wait, look, I'm not trying to do that thing where you're coming up with an issue that's not really an issue. But you know how we've played Kamala Harris laughing at weird times, a thousand times? And I'll tell you, initially, and I might still think this way, I thought to myself, maybe she's just a nervous person. You know, when you're young, you're out on your first date, and you, you, you like the girl or like the guy, and you're like, uh, do you want some chicken wings? Ha 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 Like you do that weird, nervous, awkward laugh thing. Initially I thought that was her. Maybe she just wasn't comfortable speaking in front of people cuz she's always cackling and that awful laugh at the worst time. Well, th- I saw this video yesterday and this is the first time I thought to myself, maybe it's not a nervous laugh. Maybe she's a flat-out psychotic. More people are seeing that yeah, affordable childcare is a big deal. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids
3: and say, We're not paying them nearly enough.
2: All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps.